What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ladies Let's Talk About Sex podcast. I'm your host, Felicia, and I'm a lady talking about sex. And for our 10th episode of the podcast, we are doing a huge My Plus One giveaway. So for more details, stay tuned for the end of the podcast. This week, we have, I think, by far the cutest guest we've ever had on the podcast. We have Miss Penny. Hello. Penny, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yes. Hi, my name is Penny. I am 10 years old. I almost forgot my age. Um, <laughs> I go by she, she, her pronouns. Um, and what makes me special is the, pa- is the fact that I am transgender. Amazing, Penny. And... The reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast and be kind of the last guest of our Pride Month is because I really wanted to take our listeners back to kind of the reason why we celebrate Pride and where this all stems from. Because I think for a lot of people within the LGBTQIA plus community, it's something that starts as young as 10 or even younger, right? And we'll talk about that um, in a little bit, but I really wanted everyone's focus to be a little bit lighthearted and kind of remind them of what their childhood was like and, you know, the good and maybe the not so good experiences that they had and kind of take people back um, and and remind people of what Pride is all about and who we're fighting for and um, whose rights we really want to um, advocate for, I think. So... I guess I just want to, I want to know more about you. I want to know more about how you discovered yourself, how you found um, your own identity and who helped you along the way. Um, So maybe let's start from the beginning. Um, When did you realize you were different from your friends at school? Um, Well, in pre-K, it was partly the start of it. I was starting to grow my hair out and... Um, what kind of put a dent in it and kind of stopped it was when I had a hair clip in and little pre-K Penny was like, got very offended by when someone started laughing at the hair clip that was in my hair. So I, so I didn't wear those. I was back to cutting my hair short in kindergarten. I didn't actually think anything about it. Um, sort of first grade, I, I, I wasn't stopping it. I just didn't think much about it. But in kindergarten I was like like cutting my hair shorter and not letting it grow out as I tried to before um so yeah around pre-k was when I noticed but when I actually came out to my friends that was in second grade second grade so you were about eight years old then is that yeah. correct okay I'm pretty sure as when I came out I was seven and um I turned eight that year Amazing. So it's it's been about a two-year process then yeah. for you to fully be out with your friends and your family. So who initially introdu- introduced you to this community and this form of expression? Because was it something that you kind of knew on your own and then someone validated that for you? Or did someone show you like a TV show or read a book to you? How did that go? So, um... A couple of years ago, in second grade, I had a I got a babysitter 
who went by they, them, their pronouns. And so that was kind of like the start of me knowing about the about, about like the LGBTQ plus community and like and so um it made me feel a little bit more open and more like um like just more accepted in the community and so being like um being um exposed to the community helped me feel like I was more accepted and want and made me want to come out more. Did you have conversations with your babysitter about pronouns or did um, they tell you any stories? Um, I do not think so. I don't remember if they did. But like um I just remember them helping me like fully come out and fully like express myself. Amazing. So um you were about eight when you felt comfortable identifying as, and were, did you initially identify as transgender, or was that something that you kind of progressed towards? So it was in winter break when I came out to my family, and so I was partly already out, but also partly like to the to the communities outside. I was still, um, uh, I was I wasn't trans. And it was about February where I became trans, and then I did change my name in about March, I think. Amazing. And was changing your name um, something you always wanted to do, or was it something that you kind of wanted to do as you were learning more about the community? And um, as I was learning more about the community, I was I started I started um, thinking, and I was like, I do I want to change my name, and I I. And so I changed it, and and so, like, in the beginning of when people were, like, starting, starting to call me Penny, um, I got a lot of people calling me the old name, which I would, like, not, I don't like to say, but they were calling me my old name, and it, it was hurting a bit, but as it, as it went on and on, I, the people stopped calling me it, and then it, now, I, I don't think anyone calls me that other name and um i remember my mom telling me like wow you like caught on to responding to penny really quickly <laughs> i just and i feel like that's something that really shows how perfect the name was for me how did you pick the name um well i it, my other name started with a p so i was like hmm what's a good name that i want that starts with a p and penny was was really the only one that i could think of that fit me that's amazing. I love that for you. Um, so obviously, you know, I, I've spoken to your mom before, so I know that your mom was super supportive um, and has so much, so much knowledge. I remember when she told me that you were her daughter, I was like, oh, what a lucky duck. Just so lucky because not everyone has a very supportive family, um, especially, um, you know, the trans community. There's a lot of um, worrying statistics with acceptance and suicide. So I, I kind of wanted to know how was everyone's reaction? Maybe we'll start with your family because I, I think you have a sibling, I if do. I'm not wrong. Yeah? How are your siblings? So when I can't, so I basically what happened was I was sitting down on the, uh, it was a morning of, um, it was a morning of winter break and I thought to myself, I want to become a girl. And so 
I, like, brother was there, and so I just said, hey, I want to become a girl. He wasn't the, at first he was kind of like, wait, you cannot do that. Like, that, I'm pretty sure that's what he said. You're like, you can't do that. And I was like, yeah, I can. At first it was like, is I didn't know what he, he was going to feel. But when my parents helped, like, support me, he started supporting me, and that helped with the, with, um, the, um, the process of coming out because when if I wasn't supported by my brother, I feel like I wouldn't have come out as fast. Um, or maybe not at all. Um, but, so, all my family supported me, my dad, my brother, and my mom all supported me, and I think my cat did, probably. I mean, she doesn't understand it, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, she helped me, let me pet her, so that was good. Um, but yeah, all my family was very supportive. That's very great. How old was your um, brother when you, because you were eight when you came out? Yeah. He so was how old around was he? 11. Okay. So it's it's not too challenging of a concept for children to understand. I think a lot of people don't get that. But I think if kids are exposed and they're spoken to and educated, I think it's a very easy thing for them to understand. Um, so how were your friends at school then? Because that's a different experience. So when I um when when I came out to my school, I was kind of worried because there were some kids who were like a lot like jokesters or like not the nicest people. And so I was worrying I I was worried that some people were going to laugh at me or something like that. But surprisingly enough, the people who I was worried about laughing, they didn't laugh. They were very supportive and so were all my friends. I told Two of closest friends, who, which one of them is no longer my closest friend, the other one still is, I told them in advance um, because I trusted them and I knew that they would support me no matter what. Um, and it was nice to know that I could trust at least some, at least uh, two people outside of my family or outside of the people who helped me with my decision making. And it just really helped me with um, feeling more confident about coming out to my school and into my other just like to the outside community that's so great and when you told your friends how did you go about doing that did you just pull them aside in the playground or were you at their homes or how did that go um so we had like a so the teachers um the student so my teacher and the um the school counselor and i had like a little meeting uh, about like coming out and so she the counselor was like do you want to tell some friends in advance um and I was like yes uh here are the two people I'd like to tell and then so one day during class um we um I we went into the counselor's room and then I told them that's amazing you must have a very supportive school um because that's a very unique experience. So I guess I'm assuming that your teachers were very supportive. Did you have a very um, inclusive and engaging teacher um, that year or was that something that was always talked about in your school and it just so happened that you were trans as well? Um, um, I, I've had all inclusive teachers I did also ask my teachers to, to like tell the other teachers to start calling me by my to by Penny into like so that they could know in advance as well. You're um, really a planner. Yeah. You are such a planner. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to stuff that's like 
uh, like m like about me and like that is with my true identity um i i need i feel like i need to plan it out and so so that i can deal with anything if it goes wrong and and so if it, and also to make it so nothing does go wrong no i think that that's very great so I guess I want to ask maybe, was there anything that anyone could have done that would have helped you or supported you more? I know it sounds like you have such a very supportive community, but was there anything that anyone, even just, you know, Joe Schmo on the road could have done that would have made your experience better? Um, not really. I mean, because my brother was still only 11 and he didn't, like, he wasn't fully exposed to the process of coming out. I mean, I I get it that he was partly like you can't do that, but still, it would have been nicer if he um, wasn't. But besides that, nothing. Like yeah, nobody else could have done anything different. Everyone was really supportive, and I haven't had one person come up to me and be like, or say anything negative about me being trans. That's so wonderful. That's it's a very um like unicorn experience because a lot of the adults that I talk to and you know take it in mind they came out 20 30 years ago um don't have um such a wonderful experience or s such an, a supported experience coming out so I think that I'm so happy that you had such a wonderful and engaging and supported experience coming out because that obviously you know allowed you to be able to plan all these things and organize, you know, your coming out experience and tell everyone around you and um, have such a, a great experience just being your authentic self. Do you have any maybe funny stories or just really nice stories about when you came out? Maybe someone said something that made you chuckle or um, that was just really nice that you'll always remember? Um... I don't think anyone told me like some told me any like jokes or anything like that, but I think um, my babysitter just helped me come out. I I think my my babysitter might have told me like a a little bit about them coming out, so that helped me with preparing my coming out and making sure that I um, felt welcome into places and make, making sure that I was just actually myself instead of expressing someone else or like a soul that wasn't really mine. I love that. You're, do you want to shout out your babysitters? They sound like a cool person. Yeah. <laughs> do you um, do you still have that babysitter? Yes, I do. Oh, wonderful. Um so since you are on the cusp of teenage years, is there anything that you're super excited about? Um, you know, when you turn 13, 14, 15, start going to high school, start, you know, you'll be like five years within your own authentic name and self. Is there anything that you're super looking forward to? Um, um, I'm not looking forward to anything. I mean, I'm looking forward to going to high school. Um, I'm looking forward to unknowingly becoming a sass, like a sass machine. <laughs> 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 um, but I don't, other than that, I'm, I'm not really looking forward to anything. Like, I'm, that being said, I'm not, like, I'm not feeling like, oh, no, I don't want to be in my teenage years, but nothing is, like, coming up that's going to be, like, like, something that's, like, better than just normal. 
No, I think that's great. I, re I remember being 10 and being like, oh my God, I can't wait to be 16. And then I got there and it wasn't that great. So uh, <laughs> you just, you take it day by day. Um, so we do have um, Penny's mom here. So Marnie, let me know if these questions you don't feel comfortable answering. But um, because you came out so young, or not so young, but before puberty, have you decided what the process, what the hormonal process is going to be for you yet? Or is it still something you're thinking about? Um, so I did have one meeting with some people who were like, like talking to me about like, like what you have to do in order to have puberty that a woman would have. Um, like, I'm pretty sure having shots is one of them, and then I don't remember the other that they talked about. But, um, yes, I do want to have a puberty that a girl slash woman would have. Um, and, um, yeah, that's, this was my decision, and that's, um, what I'm gonna do. Amazing. And do you know when you're gonna start, um, that process? Does it start at 13, or does it depend on your body? Um, they said that it depends on, like, when I start puberty, so that they can, like, so that they can stop it getting too late into the process to, um, uh, get the shots or to stop, so, or to, like, transition the process over to getting puberty that a woman slash girl would have. Um... Is it okay if I jump yeah, in a little yeah, bit? Yeah, okay. yeah, go right so ahead. The so the first process is stopping the unwanted puberty. Um, so, so we just have to sort of start looking out for signs that puberty is starting. And when that happens, then we can make the decision if we want to stop it, which sounds like Penny is, that's kind of where we're at. We're going to obviously make sure that we have all the medical professionals involved and making sure that it's safe and healthy. Um, but the current thinking is stopping um, the unwanted puberty and then when it's safe and um, usually it's a little later is when you start supplementing um, other hormone, like hormone replacement therapy. Um, but that is something that Penny is definitely interested in. That's amazing. And did you, did your mom help you figure out that that was part of the process or did you learn yourself? I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't know. And so I'm pretty sure my mom did help me like learn about that be, being an option because um, like, I like how I look now. I like not having, like, any facial hair, or, and I like not having anything that a quote-unquote man slash, or someone who identifies as a man or a, a boy would have. And so I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to stop the stuff, like, the facial hair and stuff from coming. And so my mom told me about being able to um, to use replacement hormones. Yeah, Chicago has a wonderful children's hospital called Lurie's, um, and they actually have a gender department for children who identify as transgender. So we went and met with them, and Penny's, actually Penny's biggest concern or question in, in deciding this was whether she would be able to have biological children um, if she stopped the unwanted puberty um, and so that that was one of the considerations when we were talking about and um, 
identifying what the options were. Um, so that was the, the sort of biggest hurdle that we had to overcome. Um, the doctors let her know that at, at this point, there's a lot of things that they're working on, like taking testicular tissue and extracting DNA from that to fertilize an egg. So there's there's really great, hopeful things on the horizon. Um, but as of right now, um, if we stop the unwanted puberty, that would prevent her from being able to have biological children. Um, so. It's a, it's a lot to think about. It's a lot to think about for a 12-year-old, right, or a 13-year-old. Um, Little, I can't believe you came up with that question yourself. When I was 10, I was really like did. Polly Pockets and like yeah. eating ice cream, and that's all I was thinking yeah. about. So that's yeah. a very uh, insightful and, thing to inquire about. Is that something that you are very excited about doing when you get older, and if you choose to get married? Um, um, so... Um, I don't really fully understand the question, like having kids or... Having kids, yeah. Uh, yes, I am. Um, if I'm not having biological kids, I either want to adopt or have a sperm donor or something like that, but I, I do want kids. That's amazing. And, yeah, fertility is definitely something that's, like, constantly evolving now. We can make kids in test tubes and all these great things so I'm sure when you're ready to have kids which is in a very long time uh, <laughs> there'll be lots of options for you and even for me in 10 years or 20 years or if I choose to have kids or not but um, with this in mind um, I know you're you're still young and I definitely wasn't dating at 10 years old I don't think boys even looked at me then but uh, <laughs> have you decided what your sexual identity or orientation is at this age? Yes. Um, I, um, I am a lesbian. I am, I'm attracted to women, girls. Um, yeah. And are you interested in dating yet? I don't know if your mom wants to hear that. <laughs> um, not yet. I mean, I still have, like, crushes. I mean, I'm in fourth grade, so I'm going into fifth grade now. Like, I have a crush on someone at, at my school, but, like, dating, no, not yet. Yeah, you got a little bit of time to figure that out. Um, so I think as we wrap up, I would definitely love to hear um, some advice that you would maybe give some kids your age or maybe a little bit older who are, you know, maybe a little bit apprehensive to coming out or to transitioning or to even discussing these topics with their parents. So do you have any advice for anybody um, that could be going through something similar to you? Uh, yeah, first one is um, treat yourself as you like want yourself to be expressed as. So like, like say, like think about and also think about how you want to come out. Do you want to come out publicly or do you want to just have this be like something with your family for a bit and then go out to your friends and the community? Um, just like, and also take your time. Don't rush coming out because even though you might be anxious to, it is a good idea to like make sure that you're able to like process it all and that other people will be able to process it all. So, like, if you are going to change your name like me, like, I changed my name a month after I ch came out so that people could process it, start, like, start using she, her pronouns, and then, 
being able to start calling me Penny. Oh my god, you're so smart. I, I hope I have kids as smart as you. Um, and would you tell anything to parents or teachers that have children or students or even family members that are that might be going through something that you went through? Um, just really be supportive because, like, chances are you probably love your kid and something that will help them through this process is by supporting them and making sure they feel welcome in your house and making sure that they feel welcome in the school if you're a teacher or like just making sure that they feel welcome um, in the world because um, if I wasn't if I didn't feel welcome it would really have crushed me and I partly would I probably would have either transitioned back or not have or I would have like not have been out as publicly as I um, as I am now. I think that's that's really great advice and I think that you know a lot of people don't really know exactly the best avenues to take but I think that there's a lot of lessons to be learned from you Penny so I appreciate you letting me know and and educating me and letting letting my listeners know what they can do to support people that are going through similar situations as you are. Um, I wanted to thank you for coming on the podcast. Do you have any final words or anything you want to say to anybody? Um, um, just if you are one of your friends, peers, or um, just anyone you know is a part of the LGBTQ plus community, make sure make sure that they feel welcome, and because it will it will mean the world to them to know that they are in a community that cares about them and that doesn't feel like they're kind of stuck in a little shell of what is their fake soul. Um, because it, like, it's hard to transition. Like, I was, it, it, it's kind of like if, a, if you were like a baby chick kind of trying to get out your egg, um, like just pecking at it one, one peck after, after another, like, like, like one at a time, taking slow steps to finally coming out like um so it's like so like it's kind of hard to, to for this process to happen so it's you can make it much easier by just supporting whoever whoever is coming out as anyone in the lgbtq plus community i love that i love that so much and i like that chicken analogy you used i think that that's a great a great representation to let people understand a little bit more of what's going on internally for people within the LGBTQ plus community. So I really, really appreciate you taking the time and talking to me and telling me more about you. I had so, so, so much fun. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm really appreciative of you taking the time and I hope you have a wonderful rest of pride and you celebrate and you have as much fun as you possibly can under the circumstances and thank you and thank you for having me here um i i had so much fun with this i'm i'm glad that i um could come here and so yeah just thank you for having me here you're so welcome but before we go i can't forget to mention my plus one 
MyPlus One is a sexual wellness brand that gives you affordable and accessible sexual wellness devices. You can pick up these at your local Walmart Canada, Walmart US, or CVS. Now, if you like that, I have all the details for the MyPlus One giveaway. What you're going to do is you're going to screenshot you listening to the Ladies Let's Talk About Sex podcast. You're going to repost it to your Instagram story and make sure to tag us at Ladies Let's Talk About Sex. You can enter into this giveaway as many times as you like. And when you're entering, you are going to enter to win over $100 worth of My Plus One sex toys. So if you like that, make sure to stay tuned on our Instagram at Ladies Let's Talk About Sex for more giveaway details. But I just wanted to thank everyone for taking a moment to listen to this week's podcast episode. It was a very special one, and I really, really hope that everyone has a marvelous pride and takes good care of themselves. Thanks for listening.